Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, back once again with some thoughts uh, on what was a pretty big topic in the world of professional wrestling on Tuesday as Mick Foley uh, released a video, and my guess is he knew when he said it, um, probably going to get a bit of a reaction, and that's what happened uh, based on the strong statement that he made uh, regarding his former employer, WWE. And, uh, of course, as we talked about on the podcast really all week long now, um, there has been a lot of buzz coming out of AEW All Out on Sunday. All the momentum, you know, seemingly on AEW's side coming out of that. We'll see how they follow it up on Dynamite and start that road now to full gear, which will take place on November the 13th in a city to be determined, it seems, at this point, after uh, they're going to be perhaps moving that from St. Louis And uh, I know one of the reports uh, earlier in the week mentioned that Minneapolis or somewhere else in the Midwest could be a possibility because Tony Khan did say that they're going to uh, hold Rampage in St. Louis on that Friday night. However, the pay-per-view due to the date change could be moved elsewhere. But because we're talking all that about AEW, and that's not the only thing, of course, we're not just talking about full gear. We're talking about everything that happened at All Out with Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk, Ruby Soho, Minoru Suzuki, and the list goes on and on. That is part of the bigger theme uh, when people want to now look at AEW and make that comparison to WWE and the competition that is there between the two. And that is what Mick Foley got into in his video on Tuesday was, uh, you know, basically, here's what Foley had to say. And uh, we'll take little bits of this. Uh, of of his actual statement and talk about him maybe perhaps in a little bit uh, of detail just based on a lot of it is going to probably uh, mirror some of the things that we've actually talked about on the podcast in over the past week or so and specifically after all out based on those two jumps uh, with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and specifically what Mick Foley had to say was talking about the WWE is facing a problem, and that problem is that they are no longer that place that for many, many years, as we know, WWE was considered the ultimate destination for a lot of people in the world of wrestling. If you were someone working your way up, um, let's say on the independent circuit, if you were an ROH star, like you know some of the people we've been talking about a lot lately, uh, if you were elsewhere, if you were an impact, if you were anywhere else, you know, really... We know since WWE bought WCW way back when in 2001, and even before that, during WCW's downfall, essentially, you know, WCW wasn't looked at as sort of the ultimate destination spot, uh, except you know, several years earlier when all everything started with the NWO and and really things started to turn for WCW. But since then, it's really been WWE, hasn't it? It's been about you know a lot of people wanting to work their way to WWE, and certainly, I'm sure, not everyone you would put into that category, but it is something that a lot of people throughout their wrestling careers, like, that is what we've always heard, is I want to get to WWE, I want to main event WrestleMania. That's been a big goal for a lot of people um, throughout the years, and that is kind of what Mick Foley said is the problem now, is that that is really no longer the goal, and WWE is no longer that ultimate destination, and that's what we talked about with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, two active top stars choosing to leave WWE and go to AEW, which made it look like, in that sense, right, as we said, AEW was the ultimate destination 
uh, for them now in their careers. And uh, Foley continued. He went on to talk about sort of, um, you know, how AEW has continued to really just bring in this talent. And that's what we said, whether it's, you know, people like Danielson and Cole, whether it's bringing back a CM Punk or whether it's just bringing in some of these independent stars um, that have come in and really, you know, already made a name for themselves in AEW. Um, they are doing a lot of things right. <laughs> That's essentially uh, what M- Mick Foley said, and you cannot disagree with that. And I thought he brought up a really good point here, and this is one that, that I was going to make because I think this is important to the conversation. Everything is about, you know, what does AEW mean in the sense of, you know, where WWE is at, and is AEW the one that's causing all of these problems for WWE? I think exactly what McFoley said. I don't think he could have said any any better. He said part of the problem is WWE's own making, and he's absolutely right. Like he is one hundred percent correct here. This just this isn't just an AEW thing. Part of the reason that this atmosphere and this scenario now exists is partly WWE's own making. Like they are part of the issue here that's created this because. You know, you have seen these scenarios that we've talked about so much now, and Foley also went on to discuss this, talking about, you know, looking at the younger talent. And of course, you know, if we're talking about developmental in WWE, we're talking about NXT. And we brought up, you know, the example before about Karrion Cross. We've talked a lot about that. And if you're someone like Adam Cole, um, and you see someone like Karrion Cross make that jump from NXT, who at the time we know, I mean, Karrion Cross is the NXT champion and presented as this unbeatable star in NXT. But when he makes that jump to the main roster, we see what happens. You know, he loses his first match in under two minutes or whatever it was. Um, He gets a completely different look. uh, And everything has sort of changed for him in the span of whatever it's been, you know, a month, whatever. Um... That is something that I think you see, and look, that's not AEW. That's that's WWE's own issue there, and that puts out a visual to other top talent who maybe are in that same exact scenario as Karrion Cross, and all of a sudden they're looking at that saying, wow, is that really what I want from my career, or can I now look over at AEW, which, like it or not, like they are the the shiny object, but it's not just a shiny object anymore. Like They are a a, you know, a red hot company that is doing so many things right. And they have the numbers to prove that. And they have, you know, the talent to prove that now, um, that there's clearly a reason why these talent want to be there. And I think that's where the more WWE does these things that has played into the problem being, you know, part of it being their own making. And that's, again, I don't know how you can disagree with Mick Foley when he says that. Um, it is partly a WWE issue, and, and that has created the landscape and the atmosphere that we have right now in professional wrestling. And that's why AEW has benefited from that and been able to acquire some of these stars because no longer is that a very simple decision, you know. And, and you look at you know the responses from different guys. You know, Adam Cole. I mean, basically talked about it being a fairly easy decision for him to jump to AEW. We've said it before, obviously different circumstances than maybe a lot of others, given the fact that Britt Baker's there, his friendship with the elite, all this other stuff. Um, Daniel or Brian Danielson, I told you, I'm going to keep calling him Daniel Bryan. It's just going to be a slip sometimes. Um, Brian Danielson mentioned that it wasn't necessarily an easy decision for him. And, and you can't, you know, you can certainly see why on that, because he is someone that has been at that very top of WWE. He's been the main event 
at WrestleMania. He's won the main event at WrestleMania. Um, and like we've mentioned before, he was also in there this year in the main event. He lost, but he was in that spot. And clearly there was a relationship established there between him and Vince McMahon uh, to where, look, I mean, he was he was a big part of that company for many years. Um, but now, you know, this is something where there's a lot of other talent that are going to be looking at this. And I think that's where we talk about this whole domino effect and everything that can happen is when you see WWE's handling of things, you're going to be, I think, in a position where sometimes they just do things that do not help them in these situations and these scenarios. It just, it doesn't. I think it hurts them more than it helps them. And that was something that Mick Foley brought up specifically in some of this. And I think one of the lines he said, you know, was if it's not broke, don't fix it. It seems like there's a lot of times where WWE tries to fix things that aren't broke. And that again goes back to being something that's their own doing. It's not necessarily anything AEW is doing to be able to force them, you know, to make these changes or any of that. It's like they sort of get in their own way sometimes. Um, and that's, you know, that's not just me saying that. I'm one person. Like, my opinion is not facts. Like, there's just, it's an opinion. But there are a lot of other people that have the same opinion. And once you get, you know, a lot of people thinking the same thing, um, you know, that becomes more of a an opinion that, again, travels to different people. And all of a sudden, you've got people in the industry who are forming different opinions and all of that. And I think that's what leads to sort of the scenario that we're in right now with this whole WWE and AEW situation. Um, and Foley flat out said it. Uh, basically said, hey, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a up-and-coming talent or an aspiring talent, and, you know, even if I'm a, a guy that's already a proven star, which, like we said, a Danielson or a Cole, um, and has a has to make this decision, whether it's WWE, AW, like where do I feel most comfortable? And Foley said, you know, he's not sure right now that he would trust WWE and its creative team to basically do what it needs to do to further his career. And again, when you hear that from Mick Foley, a Hall of Famer, someone who was at the top of WWE at one of the biggest, you know, top points of wrestling ever, um, that, that stands out. And that says something, I think, that it's not just people who are anti-AW or anti-WWE. Like, this is someone that is really saying this, having been in this position before and having been through the grind of everything that comes along with it. He's been around the days where there is massive competition between two big companies. Um, he understands kind of, I think, the how the tide can change with that. And so when he's saying things like this, that's when I think it's, hey, you have to sort of listen. Whether you, you want to agree with everything he says or not, I've always thought Mick Foley is someone who's had really good insight into the business. Again, you don't have to agree with everything he says all the time. But I think in this instance, He's saying a lot of things that resonate with people, and I think that, that it's something that makes you think a little bit deeper into this whole deal, um, and, you know, he talked about it. You know, hey, they, they got it right with him back then, you know, during the Attitude Era and all that, but it's a different time, different place. I think that's exactly what he said. Like, it's just we're, we're in a different era now, and in this era, the precedent has now been set that if you're a top star— Maybe you look at AW and it feel like that's a better path for the career. And um, that's, you know, what Foley mentioned was that he's not sure he would be able to trust WWE right now 
with his career. And if that doesn't change, that's where, you know, we put it in the title, like that's where WWE's big problem comes into play. And it's not something that, you know, and I've said this before, it's not something that's going to change the industry tomorrow or the next day, um, you know, or next week. But this is something that over time, once you have more of these scenarios that we saw it all out, where you have two big stars jump um, and perhaps, you know, two big people in the eyes of the fans that are just, you know, again, they're very well liked by, by wrestling fans. And there's a lot of fans that have been invested in their careers. Now they look at it and say, wow, they were in WWE, but now they've jumped to AEW. There's got to be a reason. And I trust that the reason they, they decided to do this is something that's going to be good for them. And I think that's what everyone thinks right now. And um, I just think that, that the way Mick Foley said it, short and sweet. Like, but I think there's a lot of truth to what he said uh, regarding this whole situation with WWE's uh, big problem. And speaking of uh, big problem, this was a, a great transition here. There's no better segue, I think, when we talk about uh, just the title of this episode and the uh, actual discussion here. Big problem, if you don't want a big problem, uh, below the belt, then you've got to go to our friends at Manscaped because support 4411 on wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped, the, men, the best in uh, men's below-the-waist grooming. They're the champions of the world in that category. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools, tools, for your family jewels, Manscaped just launched the fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Four. Uh, two million men worldwide trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer just for you, you can do the same. 20% off free shipping worldwide with the promo code 411Wrestling at manscaped.com. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Manscaped. You know where I'm going here. I've talked all about it, I'm in love with it. Um, I'm one of the first people to try this new lawnmower 4.0 and just blown away by everything that comes along with it. The craftsmanships, the details, it's all next level. And, uh, you know, you just look at everything that they've got with it, the multifunction on off switch, great for traveling. Um, they've got the led spotlight on off on that. If you need a more precise shave, boom, you got a light. Uh, you've got the battery or the wireless charging. I mean, this is one of the best parts of it because it has a wireless charging system. And the battery link's going to last longer. Everything you need. And let's be honest, as we always say, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it all wrong. Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time. You get a smooth shave, and who wants anything more than a smooth shave? 20% off free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code 411wrestling and unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. But it's going to be interesting uh, regarding, you know, this whole discussion we're talking about with Mick Foley and everything he said. And again, I just think there's a lot of truth to it right now. And I think that it's it's not just someone coming out and knocking WWE, because I think sometimes it can be taken that way, that everyone just wants to knock WWE and they want to look at AEW as this new company um, that still, it's, it's just incredible to think that's not even, you know, in terms of when Dynamite launched, we're still looking at less than two years at this point, and you see all the momentum that they built and all the goodwill they built up with fans. And I think it's easy sometimes to say, well, 
you know, if you're talking all these things about AEW, there are some people who just will automatically be anti-WWE. I don't think this is the case, but you have to dive deeper into this because it is important and, and it's and it's essential for both companies. Like it's not just AEW or WWE because they are now in a situation where you have top talent making that jump from one to the other. And that's where you start to look at them as equals, even though we know over the long haul, WWE has been the one that's always been left standing, right? Like it's the company that's always been there. And again, that's not going anywhere next week, next month, anything like that. But you all of a sudden now have this groundswell of support behind this new company that is doing a lot of things right. They're not doing everything right, but they don't have to do everything right. But they're doing so many different things right that it's building up that momentum. It's building up viewers. It's helping business. Um, I, I think overall, and someone made this point, I think this is good for wrestling in general now to have a company like AEW that is doing these things because it's only going to increase interest in wrestling in general. Um, I'm not saying, you know, all of a sudden we're going to go back to having 6.5 ratings on TV next week or anything like that, but people are enjoying wrestling again, and that's fine. And there are things that you can enjoy with WWE. Again, this is not something that you're just going to look at and say, AEW's doing everything right, WWE's doing everything wrong. But I think the issue, and what McFoley's talked about is, if WWE continues to do some of the things that they're doing wrong, specifically some of these bigger type things that aren't small things that, you know, just necessarily add up over time. There are certain big things that they're doing just with the way they approach, um, you know, creative. Those things can add up quicker. And that's where you start to build in these these problems that are your own doing. And that's where, you know, if AEW keeps pushing the right buttons, then you start to, you know, slip backwards a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more to where you have the situation that played out at All Out with Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, deciding we're going to leave, we're going to go to AEW, we think it's better for our career. We trust AEW more with our careers right now. And I think that trust word is a very important word with this because if you're a talent now, knowing that, look, it's, it's, it is, it's all about trust. You are going to look out for your best interest. That's what you have to do as a professional wrestler. You have to look out for what you're going to be able to do to continue to further your career and make the best choice. Because, you know, whether that's financially, whether that's just from a, an ambitious standpoint of wanting to be at the very top, there are a lot of things that, you know, in wrestling sometimes that aren't necessarily in your control because of creative stuff and everything that goes along with, with building your character and growing your brand and all this other stuff. But if you don't feel like you can trust a company to do that, that becomes a bigger issue. And, and I do think that is part of the problem now with WWE is there have been enough examples of how WWE has approached some of these creative situations with certain talents to where they no longer trust this company to put them in the right spot to ultimately get where they want to go as a professional wrestler. And that's where I think AEW, as I said, not in every single instance, but there have been a lot of situations now in less than two years where you've seen AW put some of these talent in spots to completely elevate everything about their character, everything about, you know, them as a wrestler. And when you see that, that is very appealing. And I think the more we see that happen where, you know, WWE does something that doesn't necessarily, you know, build up that type of trust and maybe in some instances does the opposite, you know, in a case of a Karen Cross or some of these others that we've talked about, 
Whereas you look at AW and you look at some of these, how they're how they're using a Malachi Black or um, anyone. Like you can go up and down. There's just a lot of different people you can pick now uh, in AW. Again, Malachi Black. Like look at look at like the the rise of Miro as the TNT champion, just this dominant force um, that you know not long ago was doing you know this wedding thing and the the Bobby Lashley deal and give WWE credit they they certainly turned the right direction with Bobby Lashley but um it's just that's where that kind of stuff even if it's not the big things you know like we said earlier it can be the little things that just add up over time and I think WWE is doing some of the big things but they're also doing a lot of these little things that are adding up and causing some of these issues to play out the way that it has. And um, so I just thought it was very interesting, you know, to hear Mick Foley's insight on this because he is someone that I think you look at knowing his career in the business, everything he's been through. Um, he's been to a lot of different companies too. I think that's important in this whole discussion is this isn't just someone who worked for WWE. He's seen it all. Um, and I just think that when you have someone like that saying these types of things and really echoing, I think the sentiment of a lot of people when it comes to this discussion in and of itself, um, it's, that carries a lot of weight. And so I, I do think it's something where we now wait and see. Is WWE going to change anything? We know the revamp's coming with NXT. Maybe that's a big step. Like, maybe it's something that, I know as a lot of people are looking at this, looking at the logo and realizing, man, it's so different. It's, how different is this going to be from the original NXT? And I know there's a lot of pessimism around it, but maybe this is a big step for WWE. Maybe there's something to this whole idea of revamping everything, maybe they're able to pull this off and all of a sudden it becomes a much more attractive spot than maybe it has been, you know, over the past however long now. Pick, pick your timeline. Um, but in comparison to AEW, they, they now know, like, that is something that they have to deal with when it comes to this. And um, by all accounts, you know, Daniel Bryan and, or <laughs> Bryan Danielson and Adam Cole both had good relationships with Vince McMahon. Like that, you listen to them talk, like you can hear that from both of them. But yet, that wasn't enough, you know, for them because it, they needed more. They needed more for their characters. They needed more for their career. And that's where they decided AEW was that point for them, uh, was the next step in their journey. And it wasn't staying in WWE to ultimately retire there and perhaps do all these other things. It was, hey, I've I've got to leave WWE. I've got to go to AEW. It's just what's best for me. It's who I trust most. Like that's without saying it, that's what you're saying um, by doing that. And so I just think it it becomes a very fascinating situation to see how everything unfolds from here. Because you know WWE, do they change some of these things? Does anything change in terms of the current direction, or do they always sort of default back to what has been Vince McMahon's? you know, MO over the years. Like, do you just keep going back to the well time and time again, bringing back, you know, uh, a Goldberg or a Brock Lesnar or some of these other stars until eventually by doing that and not doing enough to elevate some of your up and coming talent um, and and not doing enough perhaps to keep your current top talent happy, which we're going to discuss this in more detail probably this week on the podcast, and we may actually do this in one of the YouTube videos, so be sure, again, to check out our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of stuff over there now. We've got a lot more on the way. There was a report from Fightful Select on Tuesday night that Kevin Owens' contract is now coming up sooner than expected, which I believe is going to be in early January of next year. There are a lot of things now that you're seeing to where I think we'll we'll talk about that one a little bit more. I don't want to give my stance on that just yet, but we will talk about that one. But again, that's what we're saying. 
whether you're an up-and-coming talent, whether you're a current talent, it's kind of what Mick Foley discussed. Um, does WWE find a way to do enough to keep a lot of these talents, or does the Danielson and Cole jump? Does that become more of a trend? Because if it does, that's where you start, I think, to move things in one direction a little bit further. And eventually, you know, that is something that becomes very intriguing when you're talking about viewership, all that type of stuff. Um, but uh, there's a lot that we will figure out <laughs> along the way here. Uh, but it is certainly an interesting dynamic right now, both when it comes to WWE and AEW. But uh, you can check out uh, Mick Foley's uh, video and, and our post on it at 41mania.com. I've got that in the link in the show notes. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, just click on the link there and you can go watch the video uh, and see for yourself what McFoley had to say. Although we we discussed pretty much his entire um, you know comments, but you can watch it for yourself and, and again uh, maybe form your own opinion and let us know what you think there at 41mania.com. Let me know what you think. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at WrestleBlake and uh, everything else you can find over at 411mania.com. All of our news, columns, reviews, everything over there. And as I've continued to say, our YouTube channel, a lot of stuff going on. I got to link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, so be sure to subscribe on YouTube uh, because we really got a lot of fun stuff we're, we're working on. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, a lot of stuff already on there. We got a lot more uh, in the works. So so be sure to check that out. And as always, uh, we'll have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes as well. Uh, so be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. Everything else, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>